started as any other day. Oh, we be throbbing. We be throbbing. What's up, Throb Mob? <laughs> Just out here throbbing together like one big sexual organ. Throb Mob. Throb Mob. Throb Mob. We're back with more macabre reality bites. More true stories that are not of sound mind. I'll tell you who is of sound mind, though. My sound minded BFF, Matt the Council. Are you well? I'm very well, sir. Mm. Good to hear that. Don't expand on that whatsoever. Stop. Full stop. Thank you. And I'm Josh. Blazed, period. Blessed, period. You know, every week we bring you new and absurd ways that people become ghosts. Today is no different, ladies and gentlemen, as we have more of these unavoidable tragedies. And a couple of these actually might be murder. Mm. Mo- Moira? I, I'll tell you this. Moira? Moira. Moira. I'll tell you this. Two of them are going to be possible murders. So Ooh. Yeah. A little spoiler there. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into them. We call this one A Series of Unfortunate Events. Our first bite is titled Head First. Happened August 16th, 2003 in Houston, Texas. Headline is Elevator. When going up means you're also going down. I imagine that would be is the this, movie title. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the headline is a movie. This is a, this is our movie headline title. Elevator. When going up means you're also going down. Elevator. Sometimes going up <laughs> is going down. 35-year-old Dr. Hitoshi Nakeado was decapitated as he stepped onto an elevator at the Christus St. Joseph Hospital in Houston, Texas. The crisis. <laughs> so this isn't the Christ Saint Joseph. It's it's more Christ than that. It's Christus. It's, this is the crisis Saint Joseph. Christus Saint Joseph Hospital, Houston, Texas. Uh, the place where he actually worked. I've, I've got the name of my firstborn now. <laughs> Christus. Christus. Uh, according to a witness inside the elevator, the elevator doors closed as Nakadu entered, trapping his head inside. Wait. Didn't this happen in uh, uh, a movie? Didn't this happen in one of the Final Destination movies? Probably. Or either almost Probably. happened. Yeah, somebody uh, either did well, or almost got their head cut off. Yeah, by an elevator. By an elevator. Yeah, so once again, according to the witness inside the elevator, the elevator doors closed as Nakato entered, trapping his head inside the elevator with the remainder of his body oh, still no. outside. Which is hard to do because when you touch an elevator door, it just opens usually automatically. Right. But... I don't know how you manage. Well, like, how how are you walking through in such a way that only your head is on the inside? Like, was he sprinting through like it was a fucking marathon or, or something? Hence the title, Head First. I guess he was just looking in the... Anybody in here? Hey, oh, you is know, this an elevator? Yeah, oh, sure it is. There was a witness in there. So this is her telling of it. His body was later found at the bottom of the elevator shaft while the upper portion of his head, severed just above the lower jaw, was found in the elevator. So this person all of a sudden was in an elevator and then had a half of a head right. or most of a head, three fourths of a head. Probably looking at her. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be looking at the other person. <laughs> like this. Yeah. I know y'all can't see me out there, but man, that is 
fucking crazy. That is crazy. And he probably looked like he was smiling, too. I just assume he was. Yeah, because he didn't have a lower jaw, so right. he couldn't have. Like, so, like, his, probably his lips were, were pulled back. Maybe. Oh, my and God. And so she just had a head, just a severed head, yeah. smiling on the floor, staring at her. I know. Well, the witness did say that it was just as awkward to ride on an elevator with just a head as it is a full person. Well, the unfortunate thing was she had just farted. Yeah. <laughs> he smelled it the whole time because his brain's still in there, buddy. It was a very uncomfortable ride. Yeah. You're right, man. That's wild. And she also added that when the doors were closing, they said, heads up. The autopsy of the doctor revealed that he was drunk at the time of the incident. Although interesting because he was at work as a doctor, presumably with patients. But this had nothing to do with his demise. A subsequent investigation revealed that improper electrical wiring installed by a maintenance company several days earlier have effectively bypassed all elevator safeguards thus enabling it to move under <laughs> any circumstances. You sound like you better start crying. I had to concentrate so fucking hard to get through that without mush mouth and anything. Golly. And I wrote all of no, this. It's it good. Anyways. Leave, leave all that in. Oh, I am. What's the lesson learned here? Um... Work is stressful. <laughs> Keep it cool, calm, and don't lose your head. Yeah. <laughs> do not lose your head. And uh, do not be afraid of elevators while drunk because they're still safer than stairs while drunk. Amen. Mm. Our next bite is titled, Man Doesn't Need a Ride. October 26th, 2001 in Fort Worth, Texas. Headline is, Man Gets Ride Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is, is the headline the continuation of the bite title? You, yes. That's amazing. figure that out? That's crazy. In 2001, a 37-year-old homeless man named Gregory Biggs was struck by a car driven by Shantae Jawan Mallard. Mm-hmm. Mallard had been high as fuck on drugs and alcohol. And don't look ahead. Real was quick. that in the police report? Yes. That was, that was exactly okay. what it said in the police report. Don't look ahead. Do you want to guess what drug she was on? Um, so let's see here. Struck by a car. High as fuck. I would say a uh, meth. No, good. Great guess though. Great thank, guess. Thank you. Um, this time it was ecstasy. Oh yeah. Uh Oh yes. So she was higher than a cat's back on ecstasy, marijuana, which doesn't count in this. And I, as I mentioned, alcohol, which let's be honest, that is the culprit. Probably. probably. So yeah. And maybe the ex, but I've never, Probably I've never done that, so I don't know how it affects your ability to, to operate a vehicle or anything, or like how like I don't, I don't know think it would be a affect. good thing to do that. I would not think, any, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. think it'd be good, but I like, but I could definitely think alcohol. I mean, obviously, we yeah. know that impairs your ability. Yep. So it could very well be the alcohol, but the the ex didn't help the situation. Right. The force of the impact sent Biggs flying halfway through her windshield, lodging him there. So, like I said, he was stuck halfway in this lady's windshield. Mm. Um, so his head was in the car. She drove him home, parked in her garage. She did not notify the police or EMS. And this bitch was actually a nursing assistant. At the oh, time. that's fucked up. But she did notify her friend Cleet Jackson and Jackson's cousin, Herbert Tyrone Cleveland. No. Cleet, Cleet, better known as Cletus. Cletus. Cletus Jackson. 
and his cousin Herbert Tyrone Cleveland. Exactly right. That's who she called. She didn't call the police or the or the paramedics or render assistance. And she sort of was way. a nurse, a nursing assistant. Absolutely. You're yeah. right on top of this one. Yes. I'm totally paying attention this time. <laughs> oh, there's a first for everything. The trio dislodged Big's body and took him to a nearby park to be found the next day. They even burned part of the car to try to conceal evidence. Um, and so Okay. So these are just straight up villains here. Yeah, they're they're villains. And it's I and I do have a note here that says how do you explain that one? Like if somebody sees your car, like what do you tell them? Like my car halfway burnt up, but I'm still driving it around town. It's hard to explain away a burnt car. Yeah. Unless it's in the engine I, part. I guess the idea is I mean I, I I agree, but maybe better to have to explain that than to have evidence still there. Like I think they're thinking the burning it will definitely take care of it. Take care of it. And they'll just have to and then come they'll up explain with away or whatever. Right. What I mean what happened. Yeah. But it's stupid. It's it's a stupid mentality. Yeah. Uh the worst part of it all though is Biggs was still alive for two days in this woman's windshield. What? This bitch did nothing but would go apologize to him from time to time and check and basically check in to see if he had died yet. So Oh, how mad. Wait, are you Can you serious? imagine how mad you, you would be if you're still alive in this woman's windshield and you're just begging for her just to please help me. I won't tell anybody. Just call somebody. At this point, I wouldn't tell anybody. Like, seriously, just help me out of this windshield. I can live. We're both good. I won't tell nobody. I'm definitely telling. Are you telling. serious? She really went back and, like, checked on this guy? Multiple times and apologized to him. What the fuck? I mean, like, apologize? Like, you could still fix the situation. Why are you apologizing? Just call somebody. I know. And um, guess what kind of car it was without looking? What kind of car was it? A Chevy Cavalier. So complete, complete sense in this. Yeah. Sorry to all the Chevy Cavalier that's, drivers out there. but That's you gotta, what, I mean, when you she went honest, car shopping. She was like, I want a car that matches my personality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, exactly. And the right. salesman was, may I recommend the Cavalier? She said, this is the one. I will definitely kill somebody with yeah. this car. I will definitely lodge a man in, in this windshield. He's like, what? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, and Mallard was only caught after she was again fucked up and laughing about it with her friend saying, quote, I hit this white man, end quote. And that's that's a direct quote. I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. Uh, the All friend right. was Miranda Daniel, and she snitched on her ass, which good for mm. her. She was convicted mm. and sentenced in 2003 to 60 years in prison. Yeah. Uh, no parole. Her associates... Cletus and Herbert Tyrone were also convicted for tampering with evidence and got 10 years each. Mm -hmm. uh, and the movie Stuck is loosely based on this story. I've never seen that, I don't believe. Uh, I've never even heard of that movie. I don't either. I, I think it came out in the early 2000s, if I remember correctly. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the medical examiner testified in court that if Mallard would have called for help, Mr. Biggs would have survived his injuries. Mm -hmm. So that's murder. There's murder number one. Amen. That's totally murder. Yeah. So I told you there might be some murders on here, and I think that's that is definitely one of them. Yeah. That's that's well, yeah. That's murder because she's the reason he's through the windshield in the first place. So she committed the act. Yep. And then, well, she um, she first of all she was fucked up and decided to drive. Right. Then she hit this man who had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I mean, it was a slow murder. Yeah. Oh my god. And then went to apologize to him. Right. When she had the means to actually get him out of the windshield and fix his wounds. Right. Because well. I stress the point that she was the one who hit the guy in the first place because if you come up on somebody who's in a situation where they will die and you don't render assistance, 
Do you think that's murder? No, because I think people react to people in situations differently. And I don't well, think like, well, you should what hold if, that against anybody. Okay, well, what if instead of she hit the guy and he's through the windshield, she just found him out in the woods in a car sticking through the windshield. Like the same situation, but she wasn't the one who hit him or put him there. Mm-hmm. But she just found him out in the woods and did the same thing. It was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, you're going to die. Um, and, you know, apologize. And it had days where she could help and didn't. Would she be a murderer then? Yeah, because here's the thing. If you're, if you're, let's say this, there's people out there, just the simplest um, example, that are afraid of blood. So mm-hmm. let's see somebody's bloody as fuck, they're going to die. Mm-hmm. They go, they can't go help this person. What they must do is get somebody else to help them or call for help. So that, if you don't do that, then I say you assisted in this person's death. I don't know if you murdered them, but you could be held like a little bit responsible. Maybe you're, so, you're definitely an asshole. Yeah. So like, or like if you saw somebody drowning and you could, Right. If you Render don't some want kind to go of assistance out there, or just, like, if you yeah, can't you might, swim. If you can't swim, you can't, right. but still, you could call for help or try to throw some a line to exactly. them or something, yes. but you don't, you choose to do nothing. And just watch. Does that make you a murderer? It makes you a piece of shit. It definitely makes you a piece of shit. I don't know, though. But I don't know if it makes you a murderer because you didn't actually do anything. You didn't put the person out there, and yeah, I mean, it definitely makes you a piece of shit, though. Uh, I guess it's not murder. I mean, I don't think it is, but it might be. Remember that hey. Phil Collins song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Don't worry. worry, worry. Um, email us at macabrepod1 at gmail.com if you know the answer to that question. Yeah. Is that murder? Is that murder? Or just comment and see what you think. Tell us what you think. On I mean, we're all in agreement. It's, it, you have a moral obligation to help. Yeah, you're more really you bankrupt do anything, if you don't do Yeah, if you don't shit. do anything, you are a terrible person for sure. That's not the the uh, question. It's, are you a murderer? Should you go to jail for not doing anything? In the eyes of the law, I'm guessing, I'm betting, and I don't know, obviously. I know you're a lawyer, but not that kind of, you don't practice that kind of law. But I'm guessing you could possibly be held liable for some sort of lesser charge, some sort of lesser men manslaughter charge, or like a, or like, um, a, like assisting in somebody's death or something, like something a Samaritan like that. type of thing. Yeah, something. Um, so like most laws say you cannot do this specific thing, but you know you can do, but you know, so you just don't do this, mm-hmm. and you're not going to break the law. But here's a law where it's you have to do something. The law is telling you. If there, if it was the law that they that you have to help, that's what makes it different. Is it's a law that's putting a responsibility on somebody to actually do something as opposed to not doing something. On a citizen to help another citizen. Right. So I don't, I don't know that you could actually hold somebody liable for not assisting unless that There's state specific has law. specifically gotcha. passed some kind of good Samaritan law. Huh. But let us know, um, mob. Yeah. Chime in on that one. That's very interesting. Thank. That was good. That was good. So I guess the lesson learned is that Shantae is a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. And this is a, your hero buddy for Miranda because you know the, the saying, you're not a snitch if the person's a bitch. Hey, that's right. That's right. You know snitch, snitches get stitches usually. Snitches but get stitches. A, but you're not a snitch but, if you the know, person's a bitch. Yeah. It, well, here's the difference. It's when somebody's harming another person 
without any cause for no for no reason, then you don't owe them protection. Now, if somebody's like right, somebody's doing drugs or whatever because yeah. they're making a living, or whatever. It's like yeah, you don't you don't rat out your neighborhood and all that. I understand that, but if somebody's killing somebody, mm-hmm. like you can't have that shit, especially when they could have helped him. It's right. just like, and then she was joking about it, and that's how she got uh, yeah. caught in the end. Yeah. Ugh. Trash, yeah. She, this just uh some villainous people there. Yup. Her and Cletus and Herbert Tyrone all going to jail. You going to jail now? Our next bite is titled, You've Got Mail. You've Got Mail. That was pretty good. Thank you. You've Got Mail. Okay. Happened May of 2008, British Columbia, Canada. A? A. Headline is, Turn It to 11. Turn It to 11. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Just go sit on the couch. 23-year-old Kenyan student, Isaiah Antinio, living and learning and loving... In BC, Canada, was killed walking to his mailbox. He was hit by a car? No. Struck by lightning? Nope. Heart attack get him? Nah. Those are all too normal for this. Instead, Isaiah was killed when a whole ass helicopter fell out of the sky and onto his being. Mm-hmm. The whirly bird malfunctioned and crashed to the ground right on top of Isaiah. Mm. If that wasn't bad enough, it also dragged him several yards. Oh man! So I just smushed him, and then it took him for a little bit of a ride. Mm-hmm. It should what it should have done is landed, let him get inside, then took him for a ride. Then took him for a proper ride. Mm-hmm. I think it they did it backwards. Him, this time. Yeah, it took him for a very improper ride. Eyewitnesses say that Isaiah seemed completely unaware that the giant flying fan was above him. The reason sparked a fiery debate all across BC, Canada at the time. Antonio was walking to his mailbox while wearing in-ear headphones listening to an iPod while his hoodie was over his head. The debate was less of a debate, really, and more of a game. A blame game, that is. (laughs) Canadian officials immediately blamed the iPod for the mishap. And this brings us to a segment I call... Nope. Nope. Did headphones contribute to a chopper falling from the sky? Nope. Nope. Would he have been able to move out of the way in time? Nope. nope. Did it, did the iPod and the headphones come out in that year, in 2008? Nope. nope. In fact, iPods came out in 2001, seven years prior. So this was nothing new. Headphones were invented in, in the late 1800s, also nothing new. Yeah. And they also, back in those days, they had those big brass helmets for like deep sea diving. Yep. You wouldn't be able to hear shit in one of those. Yeah. This isn't this kid's fault. So I agree. I submit to you that this is a very unfortunate incident that the music player nor the listening devices or the listener had anything to do with whatsoever. Yeah. That's, this is classic victim blaming right here. Uh, you know, when you when you put your headphones on and you put your hoodie up, it's like you kind of want to get hit by a helicopter, you know? Yeah. Eh? And some, some people might say, he was, if he was just walking to his mailbox, check the mail, why listen to music? Well, here's the lesson learned. There was never a task too small or quick to not be listening to music. Right. Come on. You gotta always do it. Yeah. Music is the soundtrack of our lives, bro. Yeah. And to the Canadian officials and later U.S. officials who tried to pass a bill banning the use of headphones while crossing the street, I say, I'm sorry, but I can't hear your bullshit. 
That's wild. They really tried to. They, that, really they tried. made it all about the fucking headphones. They really tried. And not it. the helicopter falling out of the sky. Yeah. That's what. The blame game. Mm. Let's play. It's like, dude, they came out seven years ago. You can't really do that. It's a little bit too late. Phones are playing music now. That's, yeah. That's just kind of like a diversion. You know, talk about the dumb shit uh, instead of actually the uh, potentially a real issue like what's going on with your helicopters falling out of the sky. Right. They're supposed to be. I in think. The sky. I think big helicopter was behind this whole whole fucking story about the headphones. Big helio. Mm-hmm. Big whirly bird. Big big whirly bird. I feel like we're getting to our um. I feel like we're getting to our next murder one somehow. Very soon, we'll see. Uh, I, I think so too. Our next bite is titled <laughs> "Straight Up Murder." <laughs> <laughs> Happened February. Of 2009 in Chardon, Ohio. What up, Ohio? What up, Chardon? How close are you to Cincinnati? Yeah. That's what I want to know. We're not looking it up, so let us know. Headline is, swims with the fishes. James Mason, 73, of Chardon, Ohio, succumbed to heart failure after his wife made him swim until he died. Wait, what? Yeah. Christine Newton-John, 41, Clearly a made-up She was in Greece. <laughs> and a play off Olivia Newton-John. Yep. Greased up her hatred for her husband, who had previously said she was hopelessly devoted to. She told him, quote, You're yeah, the, the one, one that I, I want. want. <laughs> you are the one I want. You, ooh, 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 honey. And we go together like shamalama dippity dip dip bop End quote. That was four Grease jokes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed all of them. Thank you for coming in with me. Too. I, I had to jump in. I mean, it's Greece. Yeah. Come on. We go together like shit. You know what? You are the one I want. You, honey. We're sued now. Oh, yeah. No. We won't be back. We're our last episode. We're so sued. Hopelessly devoted. Okay. And just like the scene from Greece, she made him swim in their apartment pool while not allowing him to exit the pool 43 separate times. Yeah, that was in the fucked up second act. Yeah, that was, that was, that was I think, a deleted scene, actually. Mm-hmm. And how do we know all of this? Well, camera caught it all. When investigators arrived, Christine told, told them her husband must have had a heart attack because he's 73 and old as shit and mm-hmm. swimming in a pool. Right. But coincidentally, one of the investigators had remembered there had been a p- reports of abuse previously and just simply looked up. He saw the camera, pulled its footage, and arrested Christine Newton-John <laughs> and he, <laughs> right Because away. she had gotten physical. Let's get physical. Good one, buddy. Thank you. The autopsy report said that Mason was exercised to death. That, no, that's literally what it says, though. Okay. So he's exercised to death as opposed to tortured to death. Wouldn't that be the more yeah. uh, to the point? I mean, I think they were being maybe trying to be cute about it. Uh, well, but, that's what uh, you want in a corner is cheekiness. Yeah. <laughs> like that corner, he's the funniest in America. <laughs> yeah, he's, been voted up, the, he's been voted the funniest corner in America. <laughs> he's like, hey, I can't perform an autopsy tonight. I'm going to open mic night. <laughs> he's like, she was exercised to death. Uh, this is the, probably the corner who made up the term unalived. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm tired of just <laughs> putting death and dead on here. How about this? Unalived. <laughs> uh, she was convicted of reckless homicide. And fun fact, 
Newton John is transgendered. Okay. Not that that matters at all, but it might be the reason why they were strong enough to, to keep the man in the in the right. um, pool that many times. Right. Although he was times. 73, but I hear you. Yeah, we have seen I've seen some Jack 73-year-olds though. I don't want to make any yeah, that's true. assumptions. That's, that's true. But 73 it, is the new like 53. Yeah. yeah I mean, really it's And 53 is like the new 20, 33, which is 22. like the new 18. Yeah. So 73 is the new 18. Yeah. But that is crazy that like she was just in that, like, I guess walking around the pool, like every time he tried to swim to one side yeah. and try to get out, she'd push yeah. his ass back in the pool. Like, think about how ridiculous this, this would have looked like. No, I know. The, so the lesson learned is for Newton John to look for cameras. That was dumb. Um, and for James, swim to one side, you and fake her out, swim to the other you side. Can't get swim the fuck that out fast, bro. He cannot <laughs> swim faster than they could run over there. You gotta like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. You, well, sure you gotta, you gotta try to pull them in. I think. I, yeah. Oh, see, get on there the, get go. them on the same playing field as you. And all you gotta do is grab their wrist. They're coming in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they're trying to push you, like grab onto them and pull back. Put yeah. your feet up against the side of the pool and pull back, and they're coming in. I wonder what a try was for this guy. Like forty three tries. Did yeah. he try to run up the stairs and she just like three hundred kicked his ass back into the pool? I'm, I mean, what she did, obviously whatever needed to be done. And you got to think if he tried forty three times, then by the last, you know, few dozen times, he's probably getting pretty frantic. Yeah, so oh, she might she might have been a big uh, gal. She might have. That's okay. So like, I, maybe that's why the, in the pool like that. The article that I read it from like mentioned that just offhandedly, and I was like, that might be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know doesn't really matter but it, it, that might be the reason it why. could be yeah why well, she was strong enough um yep uh so what what actually strokes do you know like in swimming oh it's uh swimming uh <laughs> the breast stroke no 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 the, do you know how to do them oh I'm not, um I'm not pulling your no well names i can do strokes. the i can do the back stroke pretty well okay um backstroke i can't do that one i can Breaststroke pretty well because that's just normal swimming. Yeah, much. I guess so. Oh, you got to breathe when you're coming out. On no, the no side. that's freestyle. You're thinking, you're thinking oh, freestyle. What's so breast? Breast is when you're kind of like a frog and you keep, oh, right. you, you keep yes. dipping under. Right, right, right. No, no, I can't do that. Yeah, can't do that. And the Sorry. hardest one is butterfly, where where you're like, you know what I'm, you know yeah. what that is. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, I definitely can't do that. Okay, so I was prepared to say that I could do the breaststroke and nothing else. Now I'm prepared to say that I can only do the freestyle. Freestyle. So yeah. normal swimming and doggy paddle. Amen. Yeah. Doggy paddle they took out of the Olympics. Yeah, why did they do that? I don't know. That's don't know. like uh, one of the most important ways of swimming. Mm-hmm. I, well, they did. They, they, put, they, they can have po- dogs polo, in the Olympics competing directly against humans. And I think that would be cool. And that would make it more fair. Like it, the Olympics is all about like uh, people coming together. Yeah. And brotherhood and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, why are you leaving the dogs out? I know. Well, who let the dogs out? <laughs> really? And you they who who let the dogs? <laughs> who, who, who? Anyways, cool, bud. Our next well, one. Yeah. So, so what what else we got? Our next bite <laughs> is the close call, close call of the week. And it's titled "Almost Final Destination." Okay. Happened in two two thousand fourteen July. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Uh, I try to get, like, I try to go, but it doesn't. Are you doing like the, a European like? Uh, it, yeah. happened, it happened 17 July 2014. <laughs> it happened July 2014 in Massachusetts. 
And mass. Then, yeah, mass. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, speaking of mass, speaking sure. of Gloucester, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. um, Coda. It's up for Best Picture. Movie, did you see it? No. Coda? Yeah. I'll look it up. It's about a girl and her whole family's deaf, deaf fisherman, but she can talk. Okay. It's a good movie. Check it out. I will. And it's about singing. You. You'll like it. Okay. The headline is, let me ask you something. The passenger in a car traveling through Topsfield, Massachusetts, had a frightening ordeal. Had a frightening ordeal when an axe became lodged in the windshield. So this time, not a turtle, and not a deer, and not a person, not a person, but an axe. But an axe, which is what should be lodged in your windshield. Yeah, I mean that feels right. That feels right. They were driving on the Parkway around the eleven a.m. When the axe driving up Yawkey Way, they were driving up Yawkey Way in the Parkway around eleven a.m. When the axe flew off the landscaper's dump truck in front of them and hit their windshield. The axe went halfway through the windshield and became lodged there, just like our second bite, Mr. Biggs, as we just mentioned. Although the person in the passenger seat was shaken up, she was not injured, so it wasn't a long axe. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. I mean, it was the axe part, so really, I think axe parts stay the same size and the handle gets longer. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not an axologist or anything. Are we not? Or do we need to start a podcast called, well, let me ask you a question, and it's all about axes. People just ask us about yeah, axes. We, we will only, yeah. And we just answer those questions. Just have uh, listeners send in all their axe questions, and we will. Um, and break pad questions. And that's the whole, yeah, the, that's the whole podcast is us answering questions about axes. Yeah. And we'll call it, <laughs> let, let me ask, ask you a question. question. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Police say had the driver of the dump truck been speeding, the outcome would have been much worse. And I guess the, if the car had been speeding too, but mm-hmm. they, were, they were behind one another. So, you know, one had to be. Anyways, the driver of the truck was cited for failure to secure cargo um, and everyone got to enjoy lunch that day because it all happened before noon. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it was a close call because that would have been that would have been bad for the driver to see that. Do we know if this happened in the vicinity of Crystal Lake Camp? Is that in Are Massachusetts? We, uh, no, I don't think it is. Then no, that's no, it's not near Shit. it. Shit. Okay, because it could have been Jason Voorhees. He could be in Massachusetts. He could have been back there. Yeah, I mean, he, he was went in New to, York. He went to New York. We know he can travel. Did you know that uh, the only scene of him in New York? You told me that, right? Yeah. And it was because they couldn't afford. They couldn't afford okay. to shoot okay. in New York City, so that's why. If you watch that movie, the whole movie is him making his way to New York, and then he's in Times Square for like a fucking like five minute scene, if that. And then you know they're they're in the sewers, which obviously was a stage, because uh, oh, they couldn't they could not afford to shoot in Times Square. That seems crazy to me. That's I mean, that seems crazy. Because yeah. what what number movie was that? The eighth one, yeah. I think. You don't have money by that point to just shoot in Times Square for a little bit of time. It's it, and apparently not. Man, I've seen TikTok videos that are longer than three minutes in goddamn, yeah. Uh, Times Square, yeah. Uh, the lesson learned here is don't follow too closely and always expect an axe. Always, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the number one, um, killer of. Uh, motors. Yes, it's, it's not axes. Rex. Right. It's not. It's not Rex. It's flying axes. It's it's axes. Uh, maybe we have a little um, segment in 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 the middle called accidents. Yeah, and it's all about because it's the number one way. Right. 
Talk about motorists the, the many, many stories of people being killed by axes yeah. out on the highways and byways. And or dieways. Choice is yours. Uh, you know, for some people, it's cryways, too. It's a good place to cry mm-hmm. is on the highway mm-hmm. while you're driving. Mm-hmm. And a try. Right? Yeah. And a try. <laughs> <laughs> I said tryway while you said dieway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody got it. Let yeah. us know if you didn't hear it out there. We'll say the joke again we'll, next week. Uh, joke. It was a PSA. <laughs> Excuse me. This is for everyone's benefit. That was it for bites, but now it's time for macabre contradictions. A nice palate cleanser and renewal for the soul, so you can get out of here and be more positive light in the world. Mm-hmm. Matt, expand on that a little bit. Um, so you know how like death can reach out. <laughs> so, like, I'm gonna say this in like my Southern cow. Uh, surfer voice like bro you know how like sometimes death can totally reach out and put a harsh on your fucking mellow bro yeah well sometimes uh, we'll say fate the cosmos can reach out and do some unexpectedly kind thing yeah that's a good way okay we call that a contradiction yeah I'm a contradiction this contradiction is called do something for nothing this comes from London England in 2021. So that was either very recently or a long time ago. Yeah. I think both, actually. I think mm-hmm. it's still ongoing. It's kind of, you think time's circular? Is I that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So one day in 2015, hairstylist Joshua Coombs, go Josh's. Josh is out there. Go ahead. Josh brother. Took his scissors and clippers out of the London salon where he worked. He stopped to speak to a man who lived on the street nearby and ended up giving him a free haircut while they chatted. So that's already a nice thing. That's so perfect that his name is Combs. I know, man. And he became a barber. I know, that's is meant to be, right? Yeah. Combs, with two O's, though, have been telling stories of homeless people via offering them haircuts ever since. And I couldn't remember what homeless people are called now, and I'm sorry if that offends anyone. Uh, I think they're called Urban Explorers. Okay. I I don't know if that's a joke or not. So I'm just going to continue to call them homeless people, and just I apologize now. If I say it again, I don't even know if it happens. Um, his social media posts about the people he've met began to reach a large audience, and the movement would eventually become hashtag do something for nothing. In one post, an image of a bearded face lined deeply with time and worry appears next to the same face oh, without okay. the beard. Looking you got to get that. You got to get that um, CeraVe cream for. Uh, <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you just wanted to jump in there and just tell that man how to treat his skin. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to get that survey cream for <laughs> deep <laughs> for deep timelines <laughs> and worry lines. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. What is, go ahead. Not a sponsor, but what are they called? Survey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Survey. Check it do out. Do you use that? Mm-hmm. I okay. sure do. All right. Not a sponsor. Would Not love, a sponsor, but could be. Could be. Would love it. Could be. During a career as a professional boxer. I mean, you saw just how well I can deliver a yeah. line. <laughs> I could be reading ad copy for you, Survey. So just think about it. I know they're listening to it right now. Yeah. So the man just described when his name was Joe, and he had traveled all over the world. He was a professional boxer. Um, he was from Northern Ireland, and uh, he, he's been to Australia, the UK, all around the world boxing. He mm-hmm. says, quote, It takes you a while to get on your feet in a place like London. And he was pleased to accept the offer of a free haircut from Combs. Joe is just one of many stories shared in Coombs 
recently published books do something for nothing. So this guy, this boxer, he's like one of those guys from Sherlock Holmes. You remember when he was doing like that prize fighting in the in the warehouse or whatever? The the Robert Downey version. Yeah. This is like one of those guys. Like a like a an old school the boxer. Joe like, guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was like yeah. an old school boxer who uh, <laughs> he's like an old school boxer. <laughs> he's like an old school <laughs> He's like an old school boxer who like got down on his luck or whatever became, Yeah, and yeah. did and box like like with like the way the yeah, like, Notre Dame logo guy boxes. Yeah, right. Yeah. With their yeah, with their elbows all the fist out. Fist of cuff kind of way. Yeah, yeah. So Coombs's work caught the attention of Hollywood actor and director and God, Morgan Freeman. National Geographic's 2017 six-part documentary series called The Story of Us, which I've seen a few of those, which Mm -hmm. was presented by Freeman, featured Coombs. So I might go actually go back and look at that. Yeah, well. Um, And there's an episode called Love, and just in in case you wanted to look that up. So. Well, you either, you better either get busy looking it up or get busy dying. (laughs) Andy Dufresne, my best friend. (laughs) Um, and now I want to tell a story about our very own Mr. Dr. Love Beats, because uh, he is this kind of person, like a Joshua Coombs is, Joshua Combs. I've uh, been friends with bandmates with Dr. for damn near 20 years, and uh, he has a huge heart. And I've always known that, but one time we were walking, and a man came right at us, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to get out of the way. And, let, and he was coming right at Ryan. So, mm-hmm. um, And Ryan... Just talked to him for a few minutes. He already knew his name. And I was just kind of like, I've never seen this happen before. And I've known him for a very long time. And he gives the man money. And he tries to kind of hide it from me or whatever. And I was just like, okay. So I didn't really say nothing to him. Um, because I knew what he was doing. He wasn't trying to... He wasn't giving the man money for for show or for so that I could see him giving money. He just... Right. He genuinely wanted to help the guy. Yeah. So know, knowing this, like... Or realizing this then, like I was like, he's probably done this so many times. And so I actually talked to him about it later. And he was like, yeah, I do this all the time. And he knows, like, he knew he knows each of them's name. They know all about him. And they know that he's in our band. Um, you know, he's in the band or whatever. Right. And they come and see us play, too. And um, so he is just like, it's just, it's just cool to know somebody like that. And not that I would never do that. I have given plenty of homeless people money when I had it. Mm-hmm. And, but he just like, he also spends time with them and stuff. So it's pretty, pretty crazy. That is cool. And that's why he's not on the show anymore because he he's has such a big heart and such a nice soul. And like, he just doesn't like hearing all the negative stuff, but mm-hmm. even though we do it in a funny way, it's tough for him. So, um, we love him and we love him. He's not hard hearted like us. Yeah. We're a little bit cynical. He's just still like a, a fresh little baby. Like, like a like a baby deer. <laughs> yeah. He's like a little doe. Wait, that's a female. Wait, doe? A doe's a, a deer, deer. A female deer. female deer. Raise a drop of golden, golden sun. sun. Me, Me, a name I call myself. Fa? A long, long way run? <laughs> Keep it going, buddy. <laughs> I, I'm already out of this one. So, so a thing I, well, I can't, I can't remember. So la do. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't remember the rest. Yeah. I mean, you got farther than I could. Uh, yeah. Good job. But, um, 
kudos to Ryan. He's a hero buddy, too. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him. Ryan is a hero. I'm proud to be his friend. Mr. Doctor Love Beats. We love you out there, bud. And you can come back to the show anytime. Anytime. Just stay away. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you some coffee. We got the heat working. Um, you'll be all right. Yeah. So that's the contradiction, bud. That's cool. That's a nice story, huh? That is a nice story. Throb mob. Throb mob. Throb mob. Throb mob. Throb. 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 That's all we have for Macabre Reality Bite. A series Bates. of unfortunate events. Events. Please keep sharing and telling others about this podcast. We appreciate cash, cash, cash. each and every mobster, mobster out mobster. there. I like that. <laughs> Continue to review on Apple Podcasts Pod, or Pod, Facebook Pod. to get your stickers. Stickers, stickers, stickers. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And then put your stickers everywhere and then take pictures of them, right? Yes. Post that shit. If there's an artist out there, draw post something it and up. then post it. Okay, yep. Yeah, post mm-hmm. it. Okay, hold on. Hashtag yeah. post it and post it. Hashtag post it. Post it. <laughs> um, hashtag post it post, post it. it hashtag post it post, post it, it. Right, we got it we got it that last time we got it uh, if there's any artists out there you can draw us up something like a shirt or sticker uh, we'd love to see what you got out there but until then thank you mobsters is there anything else you want to add yeah, um yeah you know watch where you're fucking going you don't want a person mm. in your windshield. Yeah. But if you are in that situation, just drive straight to the hospital. Yeah. I mean, it's it's at least a useful situation in that regard. He's already ready to be transported. Take him to the hospital. Yeah. Just do the right thing. I feel like I feel like the way she handled that was way more difficult and, and ended with her going to jail for the, for 60 the rest of her years. life. Yeah. 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 Uh, than just taking the guy to the hospital. Yeah. Because you know what? It could have been an accident. She probably would have gotten like vehicular, not manslaughter. He would have lived. So it would have been. Yeah, he would have lived. It would have just been like a fucked up. That would have made a huge difference in the amount of time you're going to serve. She would have got five years or something. Yeah. And then Cletus and damn. Or or Tyrone wouldn't have fucking. They wouldn't have been involved at all. At all. She got two other people involved. That's why she's a super bitch. Yeah. God. Yeah, man. You know, don't be. Don't be her. Don't yeah. Don't be a bad guy. Do do what's so you know. And it goes back to what we were talking about. Sometimes the law doesn't require as much as what morality mm. and the human spirit would require. Mm. So that's that's the word I can't fucking say. Requirement requirements yeah. requirements. Well, you well, anyways, the human spirit requires certain code of conduct that the law may not. So good you point. Here to that. I like you that. Gotta, you got to listen to your soul. I think that, that that's what Ryan does. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I think all of that should be on a sticker. It might be a big one. But it's it's going to be a long sticker, mm-hmm. um, but it'll look dope. Yes, sir. All right, man. Yeah, that was great. For Matt, the council, I'm Josh. Remember to stay safe out there. Be careful not to find yourself in your own macabre reality. Bye bye.